Anybody need a haircut? <laughs> Praise God. You know, I, I heard one person say uh, they didn't realize how much their life consisted of going to restaurants and non-essential businesses and touching their face until these last few weeks. <laughs> but I was, uh, I was blessed with one of my staff told me this, that apparently the uh, coronavirus was exposed to Chuck Norris, and now it's in quarantine for a month. <laughs> so, <laughs> praise God. Anyway, I trust everybody is doing well today. Uh, I want to encourage everyone to to pray for our leaders, for our our leaders of our nation, our governor here in Idaho. Um, uh, you know, they're, the the order in Idaho runs out this week, and we need to pray. We could be together seeing each other face to face in a week. Uh, we need to pray that that uh, our leaders will make right decisions regarding our our land. And so, uh, it's easy to complain. Uh, mo- more people complain than pray. So let's pray. What do you say? What, what, what do we say? We believe God and pray for our leaders. I want to share with you some stuff, some, some word from God today. And if you have your Bible with you there, your Bible app, go ahead and open up to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. You know, the resurrection of Jesus is the most important event in human history. We celebrate, of course, at Christmas time, his birth. Uh, and, and of course, that had to happen first. Nevertheless, if we were to stop with all the amazing things he did, not only the birth and that miraculous event there, but you look at his life, the example that he led, uh, the miracles, the healings, the deliverances, the teaching, the, uh, the, the love that he showed, everything, even if you go to the, his death on the cross, all of that would not be enough. We would still be left in a sinful condition if there was no resurrection. In fact, uh, in 1 Corinthians, Paul was was writing to them and basically bringing a counter-argument to those who were saying in their day that there's no such thing as a resurrection. Nobody's resurrected. And, and, and he said in, in verse 13, But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Can you see what we're celebrating today is kind of important? <laughs> it's either, it either means something or it is zero. It is empty. Okay. Verse 15. Yes. And we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up if in fact the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Thank God he was risen, and our faith is not futile, and we are not still in our sins. But it's, uh, it's vital that we recognize the importance of this day. It's a big day in the church world, in Christianity, in the kingdom of God for a reason. 
Uh, I don't know how calendars and annual things work in eternity, but if there is such a thing, I believe we'll still be celebrating this day <laughs> in all eternity because of the great importance that it is that it, and that it carries. So he died for our sins, but the resurrection was still, re, still needed to remove those sins from us. Um, that message has, since that time, always been the central message of the church. In fact, any time the church gets away from that message, you'll find a corresponding lack of power in their midst. People no longer experience God and the forgiveness of sin and healing in their body and victory over death if they stop uh, keeping the resurrection as the central focus. You know, in the book of Acts chapter 4 and verse 33, it reads, And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Uh, Why was it needed? Why was it necessary that they have great power in demonstration? Because that basically gave proof to, evidence of it. It it made... uh, uh, made of a certainty the resurrection of Jesus for all who would listen. And I tell you, God is still confirming the resurrection of Jesus today. He will still work in your life and work in mine and work through us to demonstrate to a lost and dying world that Jesus is alive. Thank you, Lord. He is alive today. And so we should also emphasize this event. Uh, Jesus wasn't just a nice guy with some good teaching. He conquered death. He did that for us, and he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You know, even the Apostle Paul wrote in the book of Philippians, and, 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 this, and he's the one who wrote about and taught about, for, in our record, more about the resurrection than anybody as far as the revelation of what that meant. And he would still say, he, 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 he was aspiring to know the power of the resurrection, and with all that he knew, he's like, Paul, I think you already know that. I think you've already got that revelation down. But as far as he was, he was concerned, what he knew revealed to him that there was more to know about this outstanding and amazing event. And, and, and so uh, Jesus' resurrection, and thus ours, his resurrection made our resurrection possible, is the game changer. There are many religions in the world, but I'm telling you, this is not one of them. We're talking about the power of the living God here. It was so powerful that when Jesus was raised from the dead, if you read over in Matthew um, 27, it says that there were a bunch of people who had previously died. They came out of their graves, and they came alive. When Jesus came alive, it was so powerful, it kind of got off on a bunch of other people who were in the area, dead bodies in the grave. They came out and walked around and, and saw people. Amazing. This was one powerful event. And so uh, let, let, me say, let me say it to you a certain way, because I wrote it down in a particular way. The resurrection proves that our full sentence was served and justice was satisfied. He could not come back to life unless the job was done. His resurrection guarantees our full and complete victory forever. We will never have to pay for our sins again. Praise God. I want to take a look at at some of the day's events. And I say the day's events, the days of the resurrection, that that happy day 
but that, I, we, we call it a happy day. It was quite a confusing day for some people. And, uh, and, and we, could, we could take a lot of time because Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all covered the story to some degree. They covered various parts. And, and I just want to kind of walk through some of that and consider what was happening on the day of Jesus' resurrection. Now, if you read the four gospel accounts, you will struggle a little bit to quickly line them all up. And, and that's in part because they're telling, different, they're telling different parts of the story, and sometimes you don't even realize they're telling a different part. It, it's kind of like if we were to describe a mountain, you could be on one side of the mountain and say the mountain looks like this. this these are its characteristics. You could be on the other side of the mountain and describe it in a different way, yet it is the same mountain. Okay. Sometimes we have an individual's perspective of what took place and it was inspired by the Lord. But that's why the complete order of events is not easily seen because it's not one account with all the details there. In other words, there could have been more than one set of angels. All right. We don't know. We have each person writing what they knew and what they saw. And so, um, when we, uh, uh, go through this, Here's kind of how it started in all the accounts. You can see that very early, before it was even light, uh, there was an earthquake. And the tomb was opened. The stone was moved by an angel. Um, while it was still dark, there were women that went to the tomb, and they found it empty. Now, it's always interesting. They found it empty. They were going there expecting to... Uh, one, the tomb to be shut up, to be closed, but also they're expecting a body to be there. Now, we might look at it from our vantage point and think, why didn't they expect the tomb to be empty? It's not like he didn't tell them. But as much as Jesus told them, they weren't expecting him to come alive, to come back to life. They were kind of uh, bewildered in this time after they have been discipled by the Lord for these three and a half years, and now he's dead. And as much as he had told him, no one seemed to be in faith that there's going to be a resurrection. I don't see them encouraging one another. Oh, but you know he's coming back again. You know he's going to be alive. If we can get there early enough, we can see it happen. In fact, no one was there when it happened. I would think if they were really expecting this, they'd have stayed the night there. Right? They'd, they'd have been out there watching for, for this event. In fact, John, I'm going to read a couple verses from the book of John, chapter 20. But John 20 and verse 9, it, it reads, For as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. And that, that's speaking of when Peter and John went to the tomb and they had a, had a race and they went to the tomb. They looked in and he's gone. They just see the, 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 you know, the grave closed there. And, and it said they did not know uh, the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Now, I always think about that. Both the women, the disciples, they were not expecting this and they were quite surprised. And some of them took a good convincing. None of them believed the story initially. And yet, Jesus did talk to him about it. It wasn't like that he kept this a mystery. In fact, he told him repeatedly, especially in the last six months of his, of his ministry, he said again and again and again, I'm going to suffer, I'm going to die, I'm going to be raised on the third day. And yet they weren't expecting it. I wonder if some of us do that sometimes. 
We know the word of the Lord. God has spoken to us. He's given us a promise. He's given us his word. And yet we are living as if nothing's going to happen. I, I tell you, can I side journey this for a moment? In a minute, we're all out of here. I tell you, every believer, everyone who has been saved, we're going to be out of here. And are we going to be looking at each other thinking, wow, wow, it's happening. Here it is. Uh, I didn't think it was going to happen like right now. Or I thought it was way out there. Are we going to be taking back ourselves when he has told us again and again and again? In Matthew 16, 21, that's one of the examples It says, from that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Notice from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples. This wasn't a one-time conversation. He kept bringing it up. In fact, in this case, this is where Peter rebuked the Lord for even talking that way. (laughs) You would think that memory would be instilled in you. Jesus said this, I got rebuked, and yet Peter's still there at the tomb saying, what? (laughs) Where is he? What happened? What is going on here? And I think what we often easily grasp and understand today, we don't recognize the role of the Holy Spirit revealing that. Natural man, our natural mentality, does not gravitate or, or understand spiritual things. It takes, a, it takes spiritual light. It takes a revelation of truth for us to grasp things in eternity. And so for these guys to not get it, maybe we can understand by looking at times in our lives when we've not gotten it, when we didn't see it coming, we didn't know what was happening. Uh, what we don't know today, I know we can seek the Lord to know. We can ask him to open our eyes But not only were they not expecting a resurrection, even in some of the following events, when Jesus appeared to different people, okay, he he appeared uh, to Mary, um, the two disciples on the road to, to Emmaus, and in both situations, they didn't recognize him. They're with him three and a half years. He's telling them what's going to happen. Then it happens, and then he's standing there talking to them, and they don't even know it's him. Isn't that, kind of, isn't that kind of bizarre? Now, you might say, well, that's because of his glorified body. He, he was alive now. Maybe he looked different. You know, maybe, maybe that's the case. Or maybe it's this reality that none of us can truly recognize Jesus without spiritual eyes. Maybe even though we're, we're in the flesh, so to speak, we can't see or recognize Jesus, even if he were standing before us today, without spiritual eyes. That's one of the reasons for the new birth. You get born again so you can see the kingdom of God. But it happened with them. Remember, with Mary, then, then those guys were walking uh, with Jesus on that road, and they had a long conversation and didn't know it was him until a certain time. You could say he concealed himself, but I tell you, there is something about spiritual lies that is necessary for us to understand spiritual things. Okay, there, there might be, uh, be, be individuals, uh, you might be watching this today, and some of these things have been distant, not very real to you. They, they don't have any kind of impact. I don't think you see it if that's the case. 
I wonder if you might see it today because even as I'm speaking, the Spirit of God is getting in your business and He is working on the inside of you so your eyes can open and you can see Jesus for who He, tru- he truly is. Amen. You know, I, I've, I've known a number of people, I know a number of people who have had experiences with Jesus in our day. Those are called visions. Those are called, uh, you know, open vision, whatever you might say, uh, you know, discerning of spirits. But these are all believers that I'm, I'm referencing. Not one of them ever ha- has ever said to me or written or taught that when Jesus showed up that they didn't know who he was. What they experienced in their day is not true for a person once they get born again. Once you get born again, when Jesus shows up, you know him. You know who he is. And it's not about tying physical looks to physical experience, looks of how it, like they were trying to do. They knew him after the flesh. We don't know him that way. But the moment he shows up, no matter if he looks like the painting on the wall or, or anything you've seen, you will know. If you're saved, you will know. Oh, there, there, there's the Lord. There, that's Jesus right there. That's my Savior. Because you know on the inside. These things are spiritually discerned. Amen. And so one thing I think is cool is just like it happened with Mary, just like it happened with these other disciples, you can go from spiritual blindness to sight in a second. Because in a moment, all of a sudden, he was revealed to them. And, and you cannot know him and then know him. You cannot know what to do with your life and then know. You can go from a place of bewilderment and confusion and doubt and not understand, and all of a sudden, you step into a place of light. It changes everything for your future. Okay, so, so these things were, were happening. Uh, we know the, the angels spoke to the women, declaring Jesus to be alive. Uh, a- angels, and then Jesus appeared to Mary. John 20 and verse 18, Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. I find it interesting that, one, Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene first and then immediately turns her into a preacher. It's interesting that he chose her. That, 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 it's interesting to me that a woman was the first proclaimer of the resurrection. I know sometimes people today have problems with women preachers. Jesus didn't. And she was the first one. She was bringing it to all the guys, right? That Jesus was alive. When you encounter the Lord personally, that's a natural response. She saw him, she knew him to be alive, and she went and told somebody else. When you know he's alive, when you personally have that relationship and revelation, it's natural reaction to click the share button. <laughs> Come on, it's a natural reaction to forward this, to tag, or in real life when it's normal. Uh, <laughs> we, share, we share, we testify, we tell other people what we know. But you know, this could have seemed like a very long day to these people. Not for Jesus. He's alive, victory over death. Uh, But it started way early in the morning, and it went all the way through all to night. So there's a lot of time where they're sitting around thinking about this. They're hearing the reports. This person said this, and this person said this, and and then they, some of them ran down there, and we went to the tomb, and it's empty, but we didn't see him yet. And, and, and there's a lot of events, and they're trying to take this all in. Think about a whole day's event. And, 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 and some of it, I bet, was, you know, just a very long day trying to figure out what was taking place. 
Then I mentioned that Jesus walked on the road. There was a guy named Cleopas, and the other guy's not mentioned. Some speculate it could be Luke because he wrote that account. But Jesus is, is walking down the road, and, and uh, it says in, in Luke 24, 27, and beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And so Jesus went on the road, went on the road talked with them. And uh, in, in verse 30, it, it reads, Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. So as soon as he opened their eyes to see him, poof, he's gone. But again, 1 Corinthians 2.14 tells us that the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit. So let's jump forward to the evening. They were, of course, the disciples all together in the room where, when Jesus showed up, and he, of course, didn't have to use the door anymore. Uh, by the way, that's our future as well. If you're a believer, someday you will have the ability to walk through the door because in a glorified body, we are not limited to this physical surroundings. Jesus' body is, was glorified, and ours will be like his, and so... You know, if anyone likes sci-fi, this is not sci-fi. This is not beam me in, beam me out. This is just go where, go where you want without limitation and restriction. All right, that's coming up. By the way, that's going to happen in a minute too. All this stuff, we're going to be looking back in a second and saying, wow, here it is. Here, here's what I don't want in the middle of all this. Just like they were somewhat caught off guard. What in the world is happening I don't want to get caught off guard in this regard. Not for me personally. It's not like the Lord is going to be upset with us or uh, anything like that. But what about people we didn't tell when we thought we had a million years? We, thought, we got all the time in the world, and we're letting people just come in and out of our lives. We never say a word, never even bro- broach the subject. I tell you, it's going to happen sooner than we realize. And so uh, it, 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 he met with them in the evening. Jesus breathed on them. This is that experience. Jesus breathed on these guys and said, receive the Holy Spirit. That's basically when the disciples got born again. Okay, later they got baptized in the Spirit. This was a gentle breath there. At Pentecost was a mighty rushing wind. But, but they, were, they, they were born again, and all of a sudden they can see. All of a sudden they have eyes. They can start to understand. When they got filled with the Spirit, they can see and understand even more, and the Spirit of God would come upon them, and they would say things that they, they would be able to connect the dots like they never could before. I tell you, if you want to have spiritual understanding, you want to read this book and grasp it, understand it, have it change your life and change the lives of other people, number one, you need to be born again. And number two, you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I didn't say baptized in water. I said you need to be born again, and then you need to be baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit. Those two events will set your life on an entirely new pathway. And so uh, I want to think, think about this for a moment. How much can change in a day? This, this, this event, there was a lot that happened, but how much can, can your life change from Saturday to Monday? One day period of time. These guys, their lives changed dramatically. They went from being bewildered and uncertain about their future, and one day later, oh, oh happy day. We're seeing things like we never saw before. These things are happening to us right here, right now. What had been prophesied for thousands of years, here it is. And, and, and you can go from a position of defeat into victory in one day. 
Some have struggled for years with problems. You can have an encounter with God, and in one day, everything is different from then on out. Praise God. I wonder uh, how much could change in your life right here, right now. If you're away from God, you could start a relationship with Him today. I mean a real relationship. I'm not talking about playing religion. I'm not talking about giving God a wink and a nod. I'm talking about fully devoting your heart to Him, and He comes and resurrects your life and sets you on a new pathway. That can happen in a moment. In fact, everyone who gets saved, it happens in a moment. You don't grow into this. You receive and are changed. Sometimes we say it this way, one word from God will change your life forever. If you're a believer, you're already raised with Christ, then uh, we still have to deal with stuff in this world. We still have challenges and trials and tests. And if you hear from God, if your spiritual eyes are open to see him in a new light, to see more of the reality of his resurrection, I tell you, one day, one encounter with him, and your life takes on a different direction. You can go from death to, to life, from defeat to victory, from confusion to understanding. You can go from an uncertain future to God's unfolding plan. You can go from unbelief and doubt to a place of strong faith. You can go for Jesus just, the, just well, a couple of days before was being mocked. And now he's being praised. Now he's being worshipped as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. These changes happen in a moment and then are walked out over time. And that's a good thing. One of these days, I mentioned it accidentally already, but one of these days, we're going to be changed in a moment. It's not salvation at that point. It's called a resurrected body. We're going to be changed in a moment in the twinkling, twinkling of an eye. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty two reads, In a moment... In the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. When are we gonna, when's that going to happen? I don't know exactly, but I know it'll happen in a moment. And just like that, everything will be different. Praise God. You know... One of the things that the Lord Jesus said in that, in that account in the book of John is when, uh, when Mary was, you know, come to, coming to him, he, he told her, uh, don't cling to me. He said, for I've not yet ascended to my father. He said, go to my brethren and tell them I am ascending to my father and your father and to my God and your God. That's a very interesting way for Jesus being God himself to describe us, his followers. He said, I'm going to be with my God and your God. I said, Jesus, you are God. Yeah, he wasn't confused about that. But our, when, we, when we receive what he did through his resurrection, we become like him. I don't mean we become God, obviously, but we become like him. We are considered his brethren or sistren or we are in the family. We are like him. Jesus was raised from the dead to make us not just, you know, low, unworthy, but forgiven, you know, uh, not very valuable, important, or have any uh, 
a great, uh, great qualities or anything that, but forgiven. No, not just forgiven, changed, not just forgiven, made like him to where we can call him family. We are in the family of God and our father, God is the same God. Amen. And so consider again today, I'm going to pray for you, but how much can change in a moment? Think about the resurrection day in that brief period of time. So many things changed. So many things were revealed. And I believe that if we will look to him today and say, Lord, open my eyes so I can see and recognize what I don't understand, what has had me confused and I haven't seen in the past, show me today what you desire for me, how you would like to work in my life. And your eyes open and you see the Lord like you've never seen him before. Amen. Father, thank you for working in every heart, in every life today. You are at work in us. You are at work revealing yourself to us and showing us your ways. We, along with the Apostle Paul, do desire sincerely and wholeheartedly that we would know the power of the resurrection. And so, Father, we set our minds on you, and we pray to you, we we look to you, we ask of you to do a work in our lives, and we believe you. We're no longer in darkness and in doubt. We're no longer confused about you being raised from the dead. We see it. We know it. Now we let that resurrection power and life work in us. Thanks for watching the Life Church YouTube channel. You can join us live right here on YouTube every Sunday morning at 9.30. If you enjoyed today's message, share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any Life Church videos. For more information about Life Church, check out lcboise.com. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.